<laughs> we need to say happy birthday to, to our Nima. legal mom. Oh, no. Happy birthday, Nima. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. Oh, there okay, you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think, I think I got the point. Okay. Happy birthday. <laughs> I got okay. it. I got it. I got it. This is a BPA free zone, guys. <laughs> All right. So. And welcome, 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 welcome to The Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I am Noelle Fryson and... I'm Eric Anderson. And again, welcome to Real Estate Mix. Yay, very exciting. We have a special day today. Today is a big day because we are going to find out the most important thing that you have no idea idea. about. Who's your daddy? Oh my God. (laughs) And that's not it. Oh my God. (laughs) So this is going to be a really exciting day. For the case of Investor One. You are not the father. No, well, oh God. we are going to. Well, hold on. So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So the most important thing you don't know that there's a really intricate part of a real estate transaction, and DNA test. not every country has not stuff yet. like this. The U.S., I believe, it's all of the U.S. has this. It's super, super important. And without this, nobody will ever loan you money Septic in most thing. cases. And without this, you should not feel secure buying anything from anyone. So, do we know what it is? Should we tell them? We, we should tell them. Or should we introduce our, our, our exciting panel first? So, okay. Well, we'll introduce the panel. Let's introduce our Let's panel. Let's introduce the panel. Okay. So, first of all, everyone knows him. They love yeah, to hate him. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I know how much you guys have missed me the last couple episodes. <laughs> we have Nima and Mary. He is our legal eagle. He is our... Big time deal maker. He is the I one. I decided I want to be a hawk. All right, let her finish introing you. He is the one who knows everyone and who is going to be your pit bull in that law office. He's from Mary Law Firm. She politely called me a dog. <laughs> right, what is Never. This? <laughs> Rockstar deal maker. And then we have Omar Sharif. Omar Sharif is our flipper, our investor, the one who is going to help you build your portfolio and build your empire, right? Omar Sharif is the VP of the Alexander Anderson Capital Group. Now, we have a very special guest today. Who is it? Who is it? It is Salim Patel. He is the managing partner of New World Title. Whoa. So now, if you haven't figured it out, we're going to talk about title. Yay! Does everybody know what title is? Probably not, because I didn't know what title was. I, I have no idea. Just was. so you know, I have no idea about title. I know nothing. You are going. I am buying a house. You are going to teach me everything about title. Yes. There's something that we need to do first. Yeah, and, and it actually works especially with that BS you just heard. Ready? <laughs> we need to say happy birthday to, to our Nima. legal mom. Oh, no. Happy birthday, Nima. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo! All right, there okay, you go. Okay. All right, I think, I think I got the point. Okay. Happy birthday. I got okay. it. I got it. I got it. This is a BPA free zone, guys. All right, so. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Nima. Nima. We're gonna we're oh, gonna um, we're gonna celebrate birthday, your birthday. My cologne is so good. In a little while. Anyway, we don't normally stri- we don't normally spray people like with crazy string here on the podcast. String cheese. Oh, but anyway, no, so no, title. No. So Salim. He's like, oh, no, no. wait, well, how come we didn't wear these? All right, you wear. Oh, oh. I don't okay, have I'm one. I'm definitely not wearing. Where am I? 
So tell us what is what is title insurance? So Why do we need, what is title first of all? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Eric, for having me. Uh, I appreciate you, and Noel, and Mary, and Omar, and every you guys have been consistent with this for a while. So I got a question for you before we even start. How'd you come up with the name, Eric? How'd you, <laughs> let's talk about the name, bro. It's Paris the remix. The remix. Yeah. It's the real estate mix. Right. Okay. We keep it in the mix of everything, mix. Real, everything estate. real estate. Okay. Oh, really? Is that it? <laughs> I remember the real estate mix, but yeah, where did the remix come from? We keep you in the mix of everything real estate. That's right. Do you not like our name? I it's a little name. late for that. We're Bro, like 20 I love the mix. Real estate mix. mix. No, no, no. I think he's asking where, where did that name, the, the remix, come from? Oh. Like well, when you remix that. something. Is that how you remix things? <laughs> no, like. Do we go to Watch out, DJ Collins. <laughs> yeah, no, Bryson's on the way. Unless I, I, I steal wow, the house, you so, just got the contract. So, so, yeah, like so Omar, is Eric having grand. selective memory loss I, I at this know. moment? I just remember something in Atlantic City. Discussing Whoa, bro! Yeah. What happens in Atlantic City? Are you stays in bankrupt Atlantic City? You don't remember the conversation? Did, were you the person who gave us the name? Was it at that big ass party that somebody threw? That I spent have way no too idea. much money. And, and Wait, is that the new world title party? Okay, but listen, we got to talk about title. Yeah. All right, sorry. How'd you guys right. get Puff Daddy to show up to that? Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy? He was there. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. All right, anyway. So but you see how you're, you're thinking about it? I was like, see, no, that's he called wasn't. selling people, right? <laughs> so title. We thank you if you gave us the name. We appreciate the, your, your royalty check. <laughs> I think he's out here flexing, trying to get some royalty fees. Uh, All right, title, no, title, title. Tell us what title so, is. So, uh, title is actually, I, I guess, probably the the part of the real estate transaction that I would say everyone but the attorney knows nothing about. Right? Okay. Typically, attorney has a very good grasp of what title actually is, um, but the buyer typically doesn't know exactly what title insurance is unless they're a savvy investor and they kind of have, have been into it and the realtors typically have no clue and a lot of times they don't want to have a clue they just want to close the transaction damn you realtors and, and but they rely on the attorney right and so with that title is basically an insurance title insurance is a requirement it's a lender requirement anytime there's uh financing involved in a commercial or any type of real estate transaction title is a requirement to make sure that the property is free of any liens, judgments, or encumbrances. Okay, so take a step back. Title, what is title? Title is the ownership of a house, or just what's, let's, before that, we get to the- No one's checking her cup to see if what it's is empty the title? <laughs> All right, so title basically <laughs> means that you have a uh, ownership of the property free and clear. Like so free. title is your ownership? Yes. Okay, so title is ownership. Is it like the deed? I don't understand. So, what's the best way to put it? You want me to answer right, this yeah, one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, so first, I refuse to answer until we pop that champagne. Noelle's looking at her empty, her empty cup we're here. We're gonna do it at the, the end. Okay. Okay. my girl here. She's like looking. I was Let's looking to make sure. Title. All right. So guys, chain <laughs> of ownership. So think of a chain. Think of links. Links in a chain connect to each other, and the longer they get, the stronger it gets. So that's what title insurance is. Basically, you're paying a premium for a company to say that the links in the chain have existed for so many years and because they've existed for so many years that nobody else has a claim to that piece of property. Okay. What does that mean? It means that when you, if you bought a house, let's assume you show up, just paid 500 grand for the house. You come in, you're picking out, you know, a nice dining room set, some couches. And all of a sudden someone else starts coming in the next day and says, yo, get the hell out of my house. You're like, no, man, I just paid 
you know, 500 grand, which I don't know if you can get a house anymore for that in today's market. No. But, um, you know, you, you're like, no, I just bought this house. And he says, no, it's my house. Well, how do you prove it? You're like, I have a deed. He's like, well, I have a deed, right? And let's assume that something happened somewhere along the lines, just things got confusing. It was recorded in 1942 um, where it was not digital. Well, you're going to go to your comp title company and say, listen, I cut you that couple G's for an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. So you need to give me all the money I paid for my house back because it was your job to yes. figure out and make sure that I got this free and clear of any defects any liens, any other alternate interests. So that's what title is. It is the insurance on ownership for the chain of custody of the property until it reaches your hands. Um, and it, it doesn't just have to be someone else's claim to the property. It could be a debt. It could be a judgment. Mm. It could be a prior owner's credit card debt that resulted in a judgment. It could be an amount of money owed by a utility company. That could be a lien on the house. Student loan. It could be ah. a phenomenal amount of things. And when you want to buy something, you want it free and clear. Breaking it down to make it more simple, picture you buy a car. When you come out of a dealership, you want to be the only person who owns that car, except for the company that helped you finance and purchase it, right? But if you come to find out that you just went and bought a car, but someone else still has ownership in the car and they can drive your hot. car. Yeah, right? Well, it depends it's, what kind of car you have if it's hot. Oh, well, in that case, then. <laughs> yeah. So that that's effectively what title insurance is. It gets very complicated because what title companies try to do is, you know, uh, they try to play you a lot because sometimes. Well, let's not get there. Yet. Let's not get to the. Oh, point. I'm not saying him. Saying title companies in general. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna go. Let's see where he's going with that. Oh yeah. shit, he, he wants to smoke, guys. Yeah, <laughs> so wait, 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 how is he I playing probably, me? I may agree. Huh? How's he playing me? <laughs> he's not playing you, right? So title companies, what they do is, you got to remember when you go to somebody like Salim, right? In in his situation, um, I, I don't know his ownership in the company, so I'm using as an example, general example. Assume he's just a title broker. What is a title broker? We'll just take the word title, take the word broker, and if by now you don't know what each of those individually means and can't put them together, I can't help you with an explanation. Um, you know, you find a title broker. <laughs> I think we need God better. didn't want me smited for that. That's why that failed three times. <laughs> so a title broker, right, is just a salesman. Right? Okay. And per introduction, that's obviously you know not Salim's title there, but many people are salesmen for title companies, and you know they're your they're your liaisons. The title company itself is just a broker. They're not the ones giving you the insurance. So they're they're a broker to major nationwide underwriters, right? So third-party massive corporations that are self-insured that have all the money and do the payouts. So at the end of the day, a company like Salim's only gets a little piece of the pie, and if the deal doesn't close, they don't get a piece of the pie. They don't get any money, right? So you want our deal to close. He needs your deal to close, okay. right? Because he needs to run a business. Right. In that situation, what title companies will do is if there are questionable things, because if it becomes a problem, the title company, the broker, will be on the hook as well. They'll have to cough it up. So to protect themselves, what they do is they put in under, I don't remember if it's schedule one or two, something called exceptions, omissions, right? And if there's things that are sketchy, if there are things that are of, of concern, they slide them in there and say, hey, we're giving you this title insurance except for these specific items. Okay, so we need to take a break here because we, we, haven't even, we need to explain just what the purpose of insurance is. So we've already explained what title is, okay? Did I explain or the purpose? You did, but let's just talk about it Very a little well. more. Thank you. Because you, you've jumped yeah. so far ahead that I want to make sure we catch up to everybody. So insurance, let's go can, back to insurance. Can I throw one thing in? 
You Actually, can. unrelated to title, no. but I was going to announce at the beginning. The no, we'll offer. do that later. No, no, no. Later. Adam's no? not here. He's my realtor. All right, oh, anyway. you're all for the offer I was going to give everyone watching the show. Oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> so, title insurance. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of title insurance, again? In to, your, in your uh, so, with all, in all regards, it's to protect the buyer of the home, but also to protect the lender, right? That's why it's a lender right. requirement. So Why does the lender need protection? Because the lender is putting all their money in on the line. And if right? someone else owned it, then the buyer would be like, I'm not going to pay for this. Exactly. And then the lender's out the money. Got so, it. So first off, it's protect is your title policy that would just protect the bank without protecting the homeowner? Yes. So okay. so typically there's an option, there's an additional add-on option to get an owner's policy versus a lender's policy. So you can get a lender's policy. Typically it mostly everyone gets the owner's policy just because it's not too much more expensive and it's giving you full protection outside of what the lender's policy would cover you for. Okay, so is that a package deal? So there's two title insurances. One is for the bank, one is the owner's policy. So it's like yeah. liability versus collision with your car. Uh, I, I guess, I would say that's actually okay. a, a pretty good analogy, um, but it's, it's a very nominal surcharge and we always encourage, and I think most attorneys, I'm assuming assume you would encourage everyone to get an owner's policy as well. You wouldn't encourage them to cheap out, I guess. I'm not out here trying to offer free legal advice to everybody. Okay. Why would, <laughs> why I'm would playing, yeah, yeah, I would. Why would someone not want to get that owner's policy portion? Um, to save what is, to save on an extra 50, 100 bucks, depending really? on- Really, so it's that nominal of an yeah. amount of money. Well, how much is, it, is, is a title insurance? So- Good question. Yeah, and uh, so fees are regulated by the state. Um, okay. The premiums they are so whatever it is, it's a set charge. It's uh, it's an escalation based on the purchase price. So mm -hmm. it's a set amount based on what the purchase price of the home is, and that is what your premium is is going. But to let's be. say on your average nine hundred thousand dollars. Wait, home. wait, we skipped all those fun add-ons. What add-ons? Yeah, so so the add-ons, and uh, you have a lot of experience with that. So yeah, and so it is basically whatever charges are incurred by the title company are what they can pass on to the buyer. Like they, copies? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. However, the only thing they can't, they can't do an additional surcharge. So for example, if there's a Patriot search fee for $15 from, uh, it's actually, it's not allowed to add on to $15. If it's 15, we could pass through 15. We can't make it 25, 35, so on and so forth. So okay. those fees have to just pass through. There's no additional charge. No, what about closing fees? But there are where there is uh, yeah where there's flexibility is like something specifically on settlement fees that's been usually the biggest difference with title companies um can we talk about how that's a new thing and how lawyers are lazy and now basically clients get charged twice we can but let's just get through because we have we want to keep this <laughs> on one path so everybody kind of understands where we're going with it I need, I so don't let's finish so so we're, we're the premium so noelle asked about like so let's round it off to a yeah. million dollars what in new jersey right who has a, i would say pull out a, what's what's i mean you could just there's what's a percentage simple. i couldn't even tell you offhand is it five percent of the million dollars uh how do we so that it's regulated so there's a specific percentage in each state that tells you, you and that's that maximum. You don't have to take it as law. I just want to. Roundabout. I mean, I would say anywhere from 2000 to $3,000. Okay. Amount. No, it's going to be more than that. Two thousand for a million dollars? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, for a million dollar house? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, million dollar house is going to be, no, significant. I'm sorry, I was thinking like a $400,000 okay. average purchase price. Yeah. So I know. So it's going to be double that? I don't know if New World does this. I know Main Street Title does it on their website. Like they have actually a calculator. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of title companies, guys, 
Um, and I just know this because, oh, you know, you guys are a great title company, so are they. I, I use Main Street Title. They have on their website, like people who want to go buy, they literally have just a log on. You type in your purchase price, you type in the amount of your deposit, whether you're getting a mortgage or not, and it gives you that rough estimate of what your title fee should be and even estimates some of the add-ons. So mm -hmm. a lot of title companies do offer that on their website. So you can just Google it yep. and you'll come up with it if yeah. you want to. Is There's that tons part of, of the closing cost? Yes. yes. Okay. Now, does the type of property you buy affect the premium, no. the amount you're paying? No. You sure? No, it's based on the purchase price. Yeah. Okay. So, why don't you rephrase the question? Does the method in which you're getting that title insurance change it? Such as, let me. How do I clarify that more? Whether it's an outright purchase, refinance, etc. Question. Yes. Okay. So, yes. if you're doing a purchase, your fee is let's say ten thousand dollars on a million. If I'm refinancing, because we didn't cover that, so every time you change ownership or you change a loan, you need to redo the title insurance, right? Yes. Because the old policy was specific to that transaction, right? Yes. And then if you're changing your yeah. transaction. A, a refi is cheaper. There's something called a reissue rate. Um, and so a refinance typically is going to be uh, less than what a purchase price. And that's only if you go to the same seven. title company or no? No, it could be any title company. Okay. <clears throat> because so, you're basically looking yeah. up the same person. Yeah. But, well, no, that's but the one thing important thing to no, know. It's regulated by the state. Yeah, it's all regulated by the but state. I, and so the one thing you know is that the premium will always, ha if it's different from title to company to title company, something's wrong with the calculator based on the site. So it right? will always be yeah. the same. It should always be the same. Oh my God, no everyone go to. Those sites are estimates too. We yeah. should go to two different title websites and look up, like put in all this stuff and let me know at info at recareercenter.com if you get two different numbers. Let us know who's the cheapest. No. Yeah, <laughs> right? But, so, so yeah. Wait a but, but, but where you might always see a difference is on the refis, right? And that because calculators differentiate on refis how they calculate it. Some will go on a normal, um, just same scale as the purchase price because there's the reissue rate is calculated. There's a few additional requirements on a reissue rate to get the discounted refi rate, um, and some calculators don't account for it. Okay. So I just want to be so. Let, so it. let's just hold on. The refi. The reason why it's cheaper. Well, <laughs> and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, is because the new title company only has to look back to where the old title company left off. Right. You only have. So okay. if you bought it a year sense. ago, that new title company that's issuing the refinance policy already knows that from your before that year. It was clean, so they're only really looking at that one-year title now, right? Yes, yes and no, yeah. right? Yeah, because also, um, I mean... So why I, is it cheaper? It's cheaper to keep her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and again, I think because it's a regulated industry... I think industry, we've said that before on this It's show. what's allowed just, by just, the state, right? Uh, so so the, the refis are cheaper um, with that. If technically it's... Cheaper if you provide the owner's policy. If the owner's po policy is provided, then we can technically do the reissue rate uh, okay. discount. I, I, I think to Eric's point is... I want to know why. For, first off, it's statutory. Um, that's just the way the law was drafted. And the, I think the logic or reasoning behind it was when you refi, it's not... Eric's right and wrong. You're not just getting a gap separation between the last policy and this. The new title policy has to ensure from the beginning of time possible to present. So that means that the prior policy is kind of void because your new policy is the most recent one and that's what's gonna prevail. So it's not like they're taking on less risk, it's the same thing, it's actually a longer period of time. 
um, kind of like tail insurance for doctors. Now, the difference is that at least they know that there's, and it's a, even if it's a psychological thing, that there was another title company with another insurance policy that insured up to that point. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like hedging, where maybe they may have a cross-claim for indemnification possibly or other things, but the reality is the more chains of title, the more policies you have, well, the less of a chance it is that there was a mistake or that there was an issue. Um, and it's less because the state regulates it to be less, right? Okay. Basically what happened is the state at one point got involved because it was like the Wild West. Um, it wasn't just that, it was like lawyers and contingency fees and things like that. They basically said that, you know, the consumers are uneducated and being manipulated and unfair competition is being generated. So something like this that should be universal across the platform and something that should be regulated because it's so important for public benefit um, needs to be regulated so everyone has a fair shake and effectively the people who provide the best service are the ones who should succeed, not people who will either undercut others or then or, or gorge and overcharge others. So does it matter does it matter what title company we choose or is it just all the same? Of course like, it matters. Does it matter? <clears throat> yeah. Listen, if it's a As, uh, you know a Mary, right? Mary? Nima. Nima. No, Nima and Mary. Nima and Mary, right. So Mary Nima. So basically you're saying that all title companies are supposed to have around the same price point. Right. So then the question yeah. would be, what questions do you recommend that consumers ask as to or, or how to, to, to ask the title company before they choose them? So if they're going. So, so I, I mean, what I would it all depends on who the consumer is. The, the industry has shifted a majority of time. It's the attorneys that have a relationship. Nima mentioned he has a relationship with a title company, and I'm sure he has his reasons and his rationales to why he wants to choose that particular. Well, I'll actually uh, say them because actually it ties into your answer, right? So guys, a lot of times the the consumer, you're just figuring out how to buy a house. Like you're not gonna then teach yourself about title insurance. Like you rely on the experts you hire. And the reason like, for example, I use Main Street um, is pretty simple. There's a lot of title companies out there and there's a lot of small shops with maybe relationships with their agents and there's one or two underwriters, right? Or one underwriter and it's a small mom and pop shop, right? For an attorney, the liability is not just on them, it's on us. If there's a mistake, if something was missed, right? The lawyer can get sued as well. There's liability, we have a professional responsibility. Right. So I, for one, and I've used other title companies as well. Um, I've used, <clears throat> I maybe even used yours. Um, you know, there's, there's a camera off the top of my, my head. There's other companies, of course, we use if other people want to use it or if I've, I try out other companies here and there, right? Is because I know that the company that I'm dealing with has one. It has, uh, you know, in-house counsel to review things when there's questions on title where there's issues, right? They don't have to farm that out. If I don't know something or there's a concern, there's someone there. I know that they're fully staffed. So if there is a immediate closing I need or I need something done quickly, I don't have to get in queue where one person has 100 files and they're overwhelmed and they miss things. Sure, so let's dumb it down. What are the questions that someone should ask? Because remember, so, not everyone has So, so, uh, so well, I, I would say it, see, it all depends who's the client, right? Because now, liability. Yeah, so who's the client? So, so, so it I'm, depends I'm on the who the client. client. No, no, meaning, here's the thing. Well, who's a novice and I'm experienced. So for on our spectrum, in my spectrum, we have different clients. Our clients are attorneys. Our clients are actually realtors. Our clients are lenders, right? We have different so clients. So you don't We're have, B2B. I can't come to but you a consumer, and say. Yeah, of course. And and I think what I would want to preface is that as a buyer, 
as a buyer, any buyer that's watching this, you have the right for any vendor services that you're paying for, you have the right to choose the, the right vendor. To choose. You have the right to choose. Your attorney can't bully you, Correct. right? A lot of attorneys try to bully uh, and say, we have to use my title company. We're not, you know, closing or the realtors sometimes bully, right? Everyone tries to bully and get their relationships in the Why door, is that? right? Um, a lot of times, it's, it's actually for no, no well, it's illegal. That, okay. So, but we should talk about that, right? We should definitely talk about we'll it. We should there. have open we'll conversations. Um, but a lot of times, it's because confidence in your team, right? Real estate okay. is a team I get game, that. right? And and so, as a realtor, realtor wants to close their deals. They won't get paid if their deals don't close, right? You, as a broker owner, um, everyone that's in the real estate industry. So, if you even know the term, title company and you they, know that they do a good job, you want them to use it to make everything easy. Exactly. However, well, you need to do it, right? Right. Because look, even if you're a real estate lawyer, even if you're an agent, you have multiple deals. So, if your title company, you don't have faith in that team. Right, mm. and you're relying on them to make sure the title's clear. You're relying on them to make sure that they're not sticking exceptions in their report just mm. to get it done faster and get it closed mm. because maybe you miss it, right? If, if you just go with some random Joe, that could create massive amount of liability. Mm. Or if they're so small that if there ever was a lawsuit that they would buckle and close. All right, so yeah. then you have so, to trust that team. So if you, you trust your real estate team. Exactly, so. But then what that, do I ask you? So the question's if, if, I mean, and a lot of times you're not facing the title company. Doesn't matter, I still attorney. wanna know what do I um, ask? Hey, is it a reputable title company, right? How do I do? Um, do I go on your no, Google reviews? No, I, I ask the attorney, sh prove to me why they're reputable, why you're recommending this specific How many company. years have they been around? How many years have they been around? How many employees do they have? He, you know, Nima mentioned it's a mom and pop shop. You know how many different clients, I actually started with Main Street. One of my first clients, so you know. right? Uh, they used the previous title company that disappeared. He's like, hey, uh, I have this claim Right? Mm. What do I do? I, that title company doesn't exist. Now, obviously, we can go directly to the underwriters, but a consumer doesn't really know how to do that, what to do, and they need someone to it's help complicated. them. It's complicated. Yeah. Even a lawyer has problems doing that. Exactly. And so you don't really want to use in the mom and pop. And with the title industry, And no offense to mom and pops out there. Yeah. We're, not, we're not saying this. We're not disparaging mom and pops. We're just giving you examples of why we don't utilize them for our yeah. personal so this so and then i think Nima also mentioned the number of underwriters you want someone that has multiple underwriters just because different underwriters have different risk tolerances mm -hmm. as well right mm -hmm. things that they might be more open to more apt to approve and get through and get to the closing tables and i think part of it is volume the more volume you do the more sway and pull you have with your underwriters because there's a large a longer lasting relationship something where there's a trust between parties mm -hmm. and i think another thing that you can ask is hey what are the number of claims right how many claims does your title company have or so on and so forth so if they have but a you lot probably of claims, won't, they won't know that no right? but yeah. but that's something you can ask, they, they can ask right they, so then some, someone so then someone like omar in the flipping business yep omar what have you i know you flipped you know 40, mm -hmm. 50 houses in your lifetime. So what- Damn, bro. What's what your net profit on each one roughly, average? A good amount. All right, good so amount. What, Should I calculate how much net worth? So <laughs> as you were coming up the ranks- expenses. Fine, fun flip. As you were coming up the ranks, like yeah. what, what questions did you, what were your um, concerns about picking Sure, title? so to start with, I think the easiest way for me to understand title, because it was confusing at first too. And I was told that when you buy car insurance, you buy insurance for any future damages that happen. When you buy title insurance, you buy it for anything that happened in the past, ah. right? So Go future Omar. versus past. He's so. quiet, but then he gives these pearls of wisdom <laughs> that are just You gotta watch out for the quiet guy. I was guy. jumping in. Right, because they strike fast and they strike hard. <laughs> I didn't want to jump in. You hear that, ladies? 
Right. No, but oh. it's, it's like you all said. Title <laughs> insurance is is complicated, especially for the consumer, because it's not something that you come across. It's done behind yeah. the scenes by attorneys, um, insurance reps, mortgage reps. So, for me in the flipping world, um, buying properties as is, or maybe buying it at the auction, this is when title comes in and mm. it becomes very relevant because you have no idea what you're buying the property with. People think that if you go to an auction, you pay say 300 grand for a house, you're paying 300, but you don't know if there's any liens attached to it. You don't know if there's any judgments, tax liens. Undisclosed. Undisclosed, right. And without doing a title search, you could possibly do it manually by going to the courthouse and searching for deeds, but who wants to do that, right? All right, so give us some examples of, of a situation. So I had um, one of my best deals, and, and when the short sale foreclosure market hits, your best deals will come from homes that are encumbered and have liens on them and judgments on Look them. Look at Omar smiling. He's like, yeah, when, the, <laughs> when those people lose them homes, Omar come a-knocking. Well, I, I so thought it was because he that. was saying encumbered. Yeah, <laughs> Omar comes a-knocking, construction so, goes a-rock. All right, so short sale. So part of, well, to comment on what Nima said, when people lose their homes and they're tied down with all these liens and encumbrances and judgments. Call Omar. They don't know that they could negotiate these liens, mm-hmm. right? And they, they think that if they owe the... IRS, for example, I have one, one, one deal that I'll never forget. She had about 60 grand in IRS liens wow. attached to her house. Um, and I had no idea that IRS liens could be negotiated. But I called, I contacted the IRS, and they actually expire after about 10 years. Wow. Really? I forget the exact amount. Don't, don't quote me about 10 years. But Omar's not telling you to get an IRS lien and wait it out. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a deadline where they expire. So I looked it up, I contacted the IRS, and literally, just by chance, it expired like two weeks from the time I looked it up. So wow. we just waited it out, and that's 60 grand that we were able to take off her debt. Okay. Wow. Omar loves this flood so. house, by the way. I'm gonna drive by it <laughs> one day. Every time I visualize this house, I feel like now it's made of gold. Like it started it some run down. It, it, it was, it was, it was yeah. a nice house. So, um, so then, are there, is there ever a situation where you chose the wrong title company, or were there certain title companies you would choose for more there complicated was. situations? Uh, my problem stopped when I started choosing New World, but before that... Oh, <laughs> what a beautiful plug. Do we have a bromance here? <laughs> Damn. No, what happened Sorry, is, ladies. There's um, one thing to keep in mind when, when we do investment deals. Um, some of these deals require different title procedures. So it's okay. not just a simple search. You may have a wholesale, and the title company needs to understand assignment fees. Um, you may have a double close, which isn't done as more, as commonly anymore. But I don't think any reputable title company does double closes. But it depends what on how, is the how it's defined, close, please? right? So, so you're closing I'll tell two you. properties in the same but day. You're talking about from like a five funding minutes. perspective. Funding, yeah. I know there's there's you, there's a you when you roll to one pay, to right? another, yeah, one has to close clear and Agreed. Then another. Agreed. I think a legitimate title company, you know, will say no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so when I first started, I didn't know this, and I thought double closes were something that was possible, and I went to one local which I won't give their name, and the guy swore to me that he could do it. So by the time I arranged everything and I was ready to close, he said, no, we can't do it that way. <laughs> I literally, I lost a deal. It was supposed to be my biggest deal when oh, I was first starting out. because you the money from one to buy the other. Yeah, but he didn't tell me that, and I didn't know. Got it. And I was reading online, as most people do, that all oh, these things are possible. Some parts Wait, are you trying to close the same property twice in a day or selling something else and buying so, something So else? two things. There's the illegal way to do it is to use the end buyer's funds to close the first deal. Right? Nobody does that anymore. They used to do that, but they don't do that anymore. I just wanted him to close the first deal and then the second deal on the same day. He said he can't do that. On one property. On question. one property. Okay. Yes. He said, he told me that, yes, we do double closings, but when it came time to it, he said we can't. So I lost the deal. And it was, it was, it was really messed up. I was starting out at the time. So. He's, he's feeling it. Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> tell. You don't, you don't, you don't forget these things. where Omar he's took away and family's homes is gone. <laughs> so I, was there ever a situation where you were like, I'm just, so... Let's talk about this for a second. Everybody knows that there's title insurance, right? Mm-hmm. 
But how do you get that title insurance? What do you need to do before the company can give you the policy? What's well, there's a step before that? What's be- it called? Before we jump, let me chime in because I have a better okay. story than than um, than Omar's. Sorry, Omar. <laughs> Let's hear it. Better story just, than Omar. It's just the tip is better. Let's um, hear it. But all right, so we did a closing. <laughs> what? And uh, what, what did you say? It's <laughs> the beginning of the story. <laughs> before that, um, <laughs> yeah. So ultimately, <laughs> the title company did not review the deed in the description. Right, uh, it closed, and years later, when they went to sell the property, the description was inaccurate. It didn't match the deed. What does that mean? It means that someone lazy in the title company, who's supposed to review and approve the documents because they're ensuring that, didn't do their job, and that title company has since been purchased by someone else and is closed. And it was very, very difficult to try to source, figure it out, go to the underwriter. Seller's not being communicative. His lawyer, um, which I don't remember the name, but I will bring it to the next uh, podcast and, and put him on blast, is ignoring dealing with it. Um, I feel like I've been on this transaction with you now that you're just describing it. Which, what title companies have you worked for? Uh, I'm not even going to say. Why'd well, you say it? Off the record. Initials. Yeah. No, no, no. Later on. Let's go. Well, after. Do you want an apple? No. No, Strawberry? no, no. Come on. Come on. Come on. I want to understand. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. Um, so. Is this a Patterson deal by any chance? No, okay. no, not Bergen County. Tell us the story. No, keep on. Um, anyway, so yeah, so now it's like impossible because we have to correct this deed. It's a simple thing, but because the title company didn't do their job right, um, because you know they didn't do their due diligence, and frankly, I should have double, triple checked it as well. Um, but really, they're the ones who insured it. Now there's this huge issue with the deed and the transfer of, of title on the property. So we're gonna have to sue the seller, sue for declaratory judgment, changing it because they're not being cooperative. Um, jokes on them because they actually hold the note seller finance the property. So really they're kind of stupid because you know now we can just hold up paying them. But ultimately, you know, they're they're that's what happens when you deal with a, a title company that makes mistakes. I still think Omar's story was better. I forgot I, Omar's story. I thought so too. Yeah. What was yeah. it about? But but hold on. So so let's too. talk about how do you what do you need to do <laughs> right better, before you can issue a policy, what has to be done? Yeah, what what exactly is Title insurance. Because I, I know. Where have you been, no, bro? Okay, so I, I kinda, really, I'll push it. What's wrong with this, by the way? No, Why doesn't it work? What I'm saying is, I think we need. But we didn't. Okay. We, we didn't cover that the searcher. When you get title insurance, they go to the court That's county what I yeah, clerk's yeah. house. What happens to yeah. get the title? Title okay, insurance so, is the past. Car insurance is the future. Oh there you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well said. No. So basically, there's searches that need to be done. Right on the property itself, so that's something where we we outsource to a third party company. What is a search? Explain it. Uh, where they're going to the county court. Uh, who's they? County our search company. A person. A third Dude, party he's trying person. to find out who's working for you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So no, we yeah. just give me their damn I names want, right I now. Want, right. No, yeah. I want our people to I agree. understand. So the whole some thing. Co- do title companies still have their own in-house search searchers? I mean, no, I wouldn't know. Okay. I don't yeah. I mean, I haven't. I, so I think pretty much everyone outsour- outsources to so third there, party so searches. So there's the there's municipal actually... building in each yeah. county. And All right, so there's I'll, I'll answer it. So, the, guys, in next to every superior courthouse, usually county there's board. a county because the superior court is in the county. It's right. per county. There is something called the county registrar, right? Okay. What the county registrar is um, is a building. The, it's an office in a building. It's not the whole building sometimes. Um, and what it is, is it's basically like a library. And you go in and it's filled, now it's digitalized, but it's filled with books, right? Books dating back as far as they've kept them, sometimes from the 1800s. Wow. And the books were divided up with their own organizational system. And it's for every single piece of property 
in that county. The property is defined by the lot and block number, right? Okay. Uh, the block is what block you're on, and lot is that lot on the block. Everything has an attributable number. It's a number system. So what people do is, when the searches are, when they're looking for clear title, New Jersey is something called the first to record state. That means that whoever has a vested interest, it doesn't matter if you have two deeds dated separate days and one is dated before the other. If the second deed, which is dated after, is recorded before the first deed, then, and this goes to why people don't do double closings, then that deed is the prevailing deed. It doesn't matter that your interest was before someone else's. Wow. It's whoever it gets to the registrar recorded. first and records it. So before, people used to just always walk it to it, you would get it stamped. When you got it stamped, it would get something called a page and book number. So they would tell you what book it's in, what page in that book, and your original deed would go in, or a copy would go into that book, on such and such page. That is now your recorded deed. So deed is worthless. A recorded deed has value. So now, here's my question though. If you said it all went digital, can't people just do that themselves? Well, we're getting to that, right? So in that context, right, the searchers would go and search on that property and look through the books and the deeds and see who's got a recorded interest and whether there's a conflict. They would follow that link chain. Now, it's things like a family are family tree. Correct. So things are digitalizing, but still I do not believe that they will permit digital recordings of certain documents. Why? Because they require originals to prevent fraud. So okay. like okay. a deed or certain, and you don't record the whole transaction, just the deed and something else. So let's just get back to, so we'll go, we'll talk about the fraud later. We're in a building, we're in books. So what happens next? What, do you, what looking, does someone do? Like Searches and books, gets right? links. So, so Salim hires, so Salim has the title company, you hire a guy mm. or a gal or whatever. And they go to the building and they, they pull the search. They need a special pass, or can anyone go in? You need a press pass. You need a pass. You, you do you really need a pass, 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 or are you being. Like, what keeps no. me from going Can you go to a library, library without a library card? So, anyone, I, and they have to give access to Those absolutely anyone. Yeah. However, yeah. no one really needs access except for who's yeah. working right. for it. So, for anyone could go, and then they go in and they find. How do they know what book to look at? That's their job. That's their <laughs> job. So, the, so <laughs> it's magic. They know that, like, the house that this address is in this book, they go to the book, they open the book. They're told. It's, it's like a Dewey Decibel system effectively yeah. that they have there. Okay. So there's like a librarian, um, and effectively there's an organizational system for where to look, okay. and they go to that organizational system. So they system. go to the book. Now, now access is now limited, right? Most most county registrar's offices, the access is limited because of COVID protocols right. as well. So that's part of the issue of why there's been significant delays oh. over the last few years with pulling title. Okay. You cannot better. close without title, right? You can. You can. If we'll it's talk a cash transaction. Even without. No, but with a mortgage. It, it depends on it, who's lending the money. If you're it's, is it a requirement or no? By law, no. By request, you'd be stupid, especially as a lender, not to require it because you're, you're you, why not force Got them it. to get insurance and protect their assets? But if there but are no if there are delays right now because of COVID or because of whatever, does that stop people? Like if we put in a, a title search and then all of a sudden you have a delay and you're supposed to close, does that mean I'm sitting at the table like, oops, don't have a home? So basically, Noelle found a house and she's worried that her delay is gonna, <laughs> gonna happen. You know, first off. Thank you, but not, we're gonna do an Adam's That's here. not title, that's legal, right? Every contract, I would, not every, most, if not all, 
require that the seller, it says even in the form contract for residential, or if you have a custom contract, you'd have the worst lawyer in the world that would not make title being clear a requirement or contingency of closing, and it's non-waivable. Which means that if even if you want to close, the lawyers can't close because this condition hasn't been met because so you, you don't have, have clear it. title. Okay. So you never you don't set up a closing date until your title company gives you what's called a clear to close. Okay. okay. When you get the clear to close, that means all of the requirements for that title to be clear have been satisfied to either your attorney's liking or the attorney and lender's counsel's liking on a finance transaction. So you don't even set it up before you're clear to close. No, because you can't. It's a condition that hasn't been met. Got it. Right? So somebody, again, they're going to the building, they're looking up all this stuff, they're finding any kinds of, of recorded stuff on this property. The chain. Right? So they're, they're looking at find, the chain. So they're looking for the last <coughs> recorded thing. First, they start from the first. All right, so they, whatever, they find 10 things, they bring them back to you. What happens next? So we get something back called uh, a binder, right, from the title company, uh, from the, with the searches that come in. Once the binder is produced in-house, we have an in-house title examiner that reviews and makes sure that what is in the binder makes sense out of the chain of custody, and then they then send it over to the attorney, basically. That's the process, um, and in that, we usually disclose any exceptions, any issues that we find in that chain of custody. So so your title binder, if you don't mind me elaborating a little bit, right? It's not an actual binder. You don't get like a three-ring binder. They just call it a binder. I mean, probably back in the day when it was used a digital. To have a binder. Yeah. So the binder is really it is the non-marked up version of your policy, right? Um, what you get is you get this package. It comes with a cover page that identifies the basic elements of your transaction, who the buyer is, who the seller is, who the policyholder is, right? Just a summary, the purchase amount, general terms. Then you're followed by multiple different pages, a legal description of the property. You have two schedules, <coughs> right? Um, the schedules will talk about necessary elements required to have clear title. So it's got, say, 1 through 12. It says, hey, we need these 12 things. It could be, um, so you know. It basically sounds like something that's really important that you have to actually read. Your lawyer should read it. Look, as a consumer, you, you should read, read it, but you're not going to so. understand it. But I used to read it. Not a title yeah. you, have you, do you read yeah. your whole title policy? Because no. you told me you no. read the whole I insurance. Did it. I slowly stopped reading it. But the thing, Noel, is I read even half if of we it. don't read it, it's insured. So... If anything goes wrong, you point your Except finger. for your but exception. That's not, but that's not true. That's not true. You so can have there could be an encumbrance that's that the, the title company just uh. to close has marked it as an exception, which means here's your title with this exception. Now, what? So let's talk about that. So if I have my neighbor's chain link fence goes ten feet into my yard, that's, that's not a title issue. Well, oh, but hold on, hold on. So title so issue. What's, give me a title issue. Right, we'll, we'll get to that, but we just I want to finish what, what the what's in your binder. So what we were talking about earlier when they go and get the recordings, those things that they find, it's not like they just make a list. They actually copy those and they attach it to this binder. Oh, that's sort of cool. You get like so, the family history yeah, of your you house. I like that. Every deed that was ever recorded on that property will be attached to that binder. So you can literally flip through and you'll see it went from Joe to Sally to Alex to Peter to, you know, Nima to, to Omar. you know, hey. Omar, the gentrification as the nation of town. So, you know, you get the full package. So you will see the results of that search in the county registrar. And guys, a lot of this stuff is actually available for free now. Uh, if you go to websites like Property Shark, 
and um, other sites, you can, from the comfort of your home, you don't need a searcher. If you want to just research the history of a property, you can you, find it. It's like 10, 15 bucks for a monthly membership or per property. Um, property Shark is probably the most prevalent. You can do these searches yourself. I just went to one, njpropertyrecords.com, and they actually give you the book and page number that you were talking Tax about records. or whatever. I'll yeah. Uh, oh, that you were talking, that you guys were see, talking man, I about. I got no credit. So we get the binder. So that's like the title rundown. So let's say everything's good. Okay. Why can't, why do I still need insurance if everything's good? Why you're can't skipping I your other question about the chain link fence that's 10 feet over on your yard? Well, that's the encumbrances. But does that have to do a title? It doesn't have to do a title. We're going to keep on going. Give me one uh -huh. quick encumbrance, not a three hour story. And why there would be an Hold on, I think I have one. So I've had deals where the homeowner's name, the title company pulls up a common homeowner's name, like in Patterson Juan Suarez, for example. That's so racist, bro. I'm just saying. It was an, it's, <laughs> a, it's a real My example. Nah, that's a joke. <laughs> it's a real example. And the title company pulls out that same name, and they don't know if this person and this person and this person own this property. Okay. okay. So I've had to sign off with the homeowner saying that th he's not the person that they came up with. And that's an exception that they give with the policy, but they can't. Insure. What Omar means is, so they have a part of the searches is like uh, uh, judgment search, and the second that he's referring to is uh, like uh, other named or no other named party. So who's the real like Eric Anderson? So well, the, you need an affidavit right. with your social security right. number saying I'm the person in who's doing this transaction or I'm the right seller because if you have a name like Sanchez or Suarez and, and we're not saying that you know, or in, Anderson. in any manner. Or it's Anderson. A, it's a, yeah. Patel. Or Patel. Yeah. Yeah. Or Smith. Right. They're common last names, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you may have someone who is named Eric Anderson. Right? There are several because I have that Google search all over that comes place. up for you all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I always get things. Uh, there's been Eric Andersons that have killed people. Eric Andersons that have done Rape, all sorts pillage, of things. Rape, pillage, murder. Yeah. There was one who did I a good thing. But that's a, well, this is not about me. All right. <laughs> so, so you, you know, with those, you need to clarify or you need to sort of give a supporting document that the title company can rely on and say, hey, these people are not me. Therefore, their encumbrances, their issues are not mine. And that's you do that's, that? Do you get someone to vouch for you? Like, no, you what have do to you do? sign an affidavit. Okay. So now that goes into Eric's question is what are encumbrances? Mm -hmm. And it could be, let's assume that um, Eric Anderson or John Smith somewhere has a judgment in the sum of $42,000 against him. Didn't pay payroll tax, mm -hmm. something like that, right? <clears throat> While it may not be an immediate lien on the property, the mere fact that there is a judgment on that person, which may ultimately turn into a lien or could, is sufficient enough for you to have to clarify that, that as a seller, that that's not me or that we're gonna satisfy that, take care of it, so the buyer's not gonna be stuck with that problem in the future. And we have a current situation now, a deal we're trying to close, and the guy went through bankruptcy, wiped out his whole file, all of his debt, but, and I didn't know this until this week, he had a judgment from American Express for a hundred and something thousand dollars. Wow. Now there's not enough money in the deal to escrow, Right, and if you wanted to escrow, you'd, usually they, the average escrow is two times the disputed amount, so the title company can be safe if they're going to go Got out on a limb and ensure okay. your 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 questionable item. But now you have this debt that, although it was discharged in bankruptcy, right? There's no uh, per se, like you know, it's not like they went and recorded a. So uh, the deal falls through. There's no proof. no. So now they have to file a motion to release the lien in bankruptcy court or superior court from the property, which 99% of the time go uncontested. But it's not like, you know, you go there and there's a- How long uh, does that take? It could take, it, it could go up to June. Now the right. the buyer- the so bu if you have like a contract with contingencies, you could lose that house because you can't- 
Well, no, because then the, the seller, right? right, right. right? It's, that's a seller's defect. Got now, it. by the way, some contracts actually give the seller the ability to not have to clear title. They can say, look, I don't want to clear it, or I can't. I had another deal where there was a judgment and it was more than the sales price. And he said, I don't have money to come to closing. So I'm not going to buy this. You're not going to buy this property for me. That can happen, guys, right? Like that's not something that's irregular. And it, it may be something that ultimately there are happens. so yeah. many exceptions in real estate. So many, like we go back and forth. But wait, they're not. They're but they're not the norm. We're talking about like one, one to three percent of deals. I have a couple things I need to say. First is subscribe, 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 everyone. Click that subscribe button. Okay. Button. Oh, click that subscribe button. <laughs> they don't <laughs> <See>? work. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work for Mama. Anyway. So you're going to subscribe Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere where you get your listening pleasures or viewing pleasures, okay? And second is the Center for Real Estate Education has these nifty t-shirts. Mine says, realtor like friends, I'll be there for you. I can't stand with that one. You can and smash that. <laughs> <laughs> and his is keeping it real estate. And we have several others on recareercenter.com. Get your merch. Okay, what's your next question? So, the next question is, if I don't want a title policy after I do a rundown, let's say I do a rundown, Okay, and every because we're gonna call it the rundown. The binder is like the rundown, right? Okay. So we do the rundown. We search everything. Everything looks rosy. Looks clean. Looks clear. And then I say I'm cheap, and I don't want to buy the policy because I think I can get a rundown for just a couple hundred dollars versus the policy for let's say five thousand. Then your lender can I do that? that? Yeah, there's no law that requires you to have title insurance. Okay. But your lender won't give you I the money. Know. Your lender well, won't know. Yeah, you likely won't. Depends. So we're gonna. And the reason I'm asking these questions because. Because they say, always know the answer to the questions that you're asking. So I already know that you could do that. Uh, look at Eric flexing on y'all. <laughs> there you go. I haven't been training for a month. But anyway, I know you can do that because I did it. I bought a flip, Omar. Uh -huh. And I had a lender because the lender was what kind of lender? Hard private. money. Hard money private lender, which means I got that one. you can do that. Because remember, there's no rules in commercial real estate. If they let you do okay? it. If they let you do that. So if, no if Noelle has 50 grand that she wants to lend to me and it's like a friendly thing, mm -hmm. she can just do it. We don't even have to put a piece of paper down if we don't want to, okay? No rule. So I wanted to save the five grand. We did the rundown. Everything was rosy. Fix the house, put it on the market, get a buyer. Surprise, we're now trying to sell it. The buyer does what? Title search. A title search. Well, what do you mean? I did a title search. What does the buyer find? A student loan that miraculously showed up. Wow. Okay, so a surprise to me. Did your whole deal fall through? No, because the loan was nominal. It was like $10,000 and we were able to work through the situation. But wow, here I am thinking I'm gonna save five grand and I almost shot myself in the foot with this issue. So title really is the most important thing that most people don't understand, right, Salim? Absolutely. And I would add that I would actually say septic is the most important thing. Oh, my God. We will talk about septic because the house is getting a whole new septic. My new house. Well, we're not talking about shit today. We've had another episode. They better be paying for it. Yeah, they are. They are. 35, 40 G's. Yeah, I know. But no, I would I would add that title. I've closed deals where I've done title, but I haven't used an attorney. So I would say title is 
almost as important as an attorney. No, no title's, more, title's more important than attorney. If you're, if you're a seasoned investor, you don't really need an attorney. If you're doing a residential flip, guys, we're not doing anything special and the sellers prepare all the docs. So if you're a buyer, you really don't need a lawyer. And in South Jersey, they don't use lawyers. In Florida, they don't right. use lawyers. They just go straight to a the title company because yeah. they're the ones who approve and factor in all the docs. So right. can you hand me that? So, so quick yes. question, the, the, the tray, the cake. So quick question. We were talking before about what's legal and what's not legal, right? Can you get a kickback? Can a realtor make money off title? Oh, yes. Because one of my questions is, should you worry or there, are there any concerns with going with the recommendation of that realtor or that lawyer? What should, what should we look forward, look out for? I thought we were- to well, No, no we said, said it, it let's, let's talk about it. Right. Guys, it is totally illegal. And beyond that, you know, some lawyers actually have title companies they cannot send the work to their own company either. Like yeah. that is a prohibition. And if you're in a situation where for a couple hundred bucks, because there's not a lot of money made on these title policies because a lot of it goes to the underwriter, right? If they're willing to do that, you should be very, very concerned. Can and your to, real estate, can your realtor, nobody have, can, can your broker have a title no, company and send it to himself? Nobody can. And to Salim's point, Right. If you get someone who's so insistent or pushing on you or insisting that you use a specific title company, right, for and you tell them no, I don't want to, and they tell you, look, this is a good company, but you say no, I want to use this other company, and they're pushy. You need to ask yourself why, and okay. that sh that may be a red flag. That may be but a concern. Can they, here's another. Here's a question to, to, to go with that. Can they pay for this realtor's leads, or can they? So it's not a direct. Know you know what I mean? So, like. Do you know what I mean? So before like, we kind of marketing go into that, for them, or so before we go into that specifically, can um, as an attorney, can they send it to their own title company if they disclose it? I don't I believe thought, they I can. They, if they disclose, I've been it, in cases can. where lenders have definitely done that. I, lenders or, lenders yeah. are different. I, I my understanding is, and I've I've never I've never cared enough, guys. If if you're busy, like you can't wear ten hats, right? It's just not responsible to your client or yourself. So I've never actually spent the time to research it because I've never even thought about it. But ultimately, my understanding of the law is that no, if you have an ownership in a company, you cannot send it to your own company, even if you disclose it. I'm not a hundred percent sure of this. This is just my understanding of the law. I have not actually really researched it or looked into it. But to my knowledge, the answer is no. You can't do it. I think there's exceptions like what? for bigger companies because I do know of some bigger companies that have a brokerage and then they have a title company with the same name of it of their brokerage on it. Bro brokers so. and brokers and lawyers are different. Okay, right? Lawyers are held to a very different standard okay. because the lawyer's job in a transaction is almost like as a fiduciary. Right, they have a, a a specific, unique relationship with their client, and they're only brought in on the deal to protect that client's interests and to review everyone's work and make sure it's done correctly. A broker doesn't have that relationship with this client. There is a relationship, but it's not to the heightened standard of a lawyer. Okay. So I think that for brokers, I'm sure there's different rules. So I don't know them, but for lawyers, Definitely that's where not. the conflict or okay. the issue comes in. That a lawyer, to my understanding, cannot and should not. Right, because. So so one ex one exception to what you said before um, about allowing to choose being allowed to choose a title company. I did a commercial transaction where I got a, a loan approval from Bank X, and in my loan approval from Bank X, they said you must use our title company. I don't think they can do that. 
I think what they can do, uh, unless it's private, I think public banks, what they can do is they offer you incentives, yeah, right? That. So they'll say, look, if you use our title company, it's not a, a kickback from the title company, rate. but no, we'll give you a $500 credit on your closing. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Right? Stuff like that, right? Okay. We but have I don't to think wrap up title. Um, any last words on title? Yeah, Please. any last words? No, I mean, I wanted to go into the whole shadiness of the industry. I mean, it's give us right. one sentence of shady. Yep. No, I mean, it, it, it's it's also, I mean, it's about reputation, right? And there's a lot of potential fraud that happens in the industry. And, and, and for me, it's just like, it's unfortunate to see, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it, I, I really wish that title companies acted in a very professional manner, in an upstanding manner, um, where... It, you know, I've been approached by so many realtors, so mm -hmm. many brokers, and the first thing that they say is, well, this title company is giving me $500 per transaction. What are you going to give me? And, and my response mm -hmm. is I stand up, have a great day, keep that title company. Uh, I was like, there's a better way to do business. As a matter of fact, you're shortchanging yourself by doing a monetary relationship. Good answer. Right? Um, On that note. We're going to have to wrap it up because we have to sing happy birthday to this okay. gentleman over here. No, no, here. please don't do that. But so, I, I want to no, plug we're something. We're really wrapping it up. No, no. We're so, really guys, wrapping it up. I, I'm offering something right now, and I, I talked about right, doing go, this, go, right? Go, go. Um, for whoever, birthday gift to the who, world. whoever actually, you know, I know you guys are watching the podcast, um, but when this podcast goes online, uh, I'm going to leave open a wholesale deal for seven days for people who. Um, email uh, Noel uh, asking about it. Info at recareercenter.com. In order to qualify or to be considered, you have to not only follow RE uh, Career Center on Instagram, but you have to follow on YouTube and you have to have liked the video. So you have to mm -hmm. actually like this video. If you don't meet those requirements, your email will not be considered. Right. We have one. We have less than a minute. Sure. Right. So, so it, I have to explain what they're getting. Right. So it's more important than the happy birthday. So it is a property. The ARV on the property is anywhere from three hundred eighty thousand, according to the appraiser, to four hundred forty thousand dollars. The purchase price on the property is going to be two hundred thousand dollars. The estimate for repairs by a contractor is $78,000. Great deal. So if you do the math, you'll be into it for 280 with a 400 upside. That is a great return on your investment. Email. No. RE Career Centers. No, I will give you the information. And, and who's going to do the title? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a buyer's choice. So whoever ultimately sends it in, um, you know, out of oh, those, oh, we will oh, consider uh, we will consider really we will consider giving it. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Over Happy birthday, the very Nina. expensive pastries. <laughs> we will, Happy we will birthday. Guys, okay, guys, subscribe, birthday. like, follow. Noel, what's the email they have to email? Info at recareercenter.com. Thanks for coming to the remix. Bye. And remember, if you build it, but if you visualize, if you visualize it, it, you, you can, can own it. it. Bye, guys. Happy birthday, Nima. Love Thank you. Candles. <laughs>